Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 16. Here's Pastor Ryan. Corinthians chapter 16, beginning in verse 13. And give me an amen once you are there. And so, Father, we come before you again this morning with thanksgiving and praise for all that you are and all that you've done in our lives. You are the one true living God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Lord, you made the sun and the moon and the stars and all the living creatures, Lord. We are here this morning, Lord, because we want to hear from you. We need your word. We need your guidance, your spirit to move in our lives. But Lord, we know that you teach the humble your ways. But Lord, you resist the proud. Give us humble hearts this morning. Open up our eyes spiritually. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. Amen. All right, so as you know, the Apostle Paul is closing up this letter to the Corinthian church, the church that he planted four years prior, a church that was filled with sin, and or, or not filled with sin, but was struggling with sin and carnality. Uh, they had a lot of the good things going for them, but carn- but the world was creeping into the church, and so this is a letter of correction, and it's been a wonderful um, letter. And now he's giving them a final kind of exhortation and farewell. And he says in verse 13, Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, and be strong. That word watch means to stand guard. And uh, <clears throat> if we look at the world today and all that it's going on, there's no better time or exhortation for the church to be watching. <clears throat> there's a lot of heavy things going on. You know, what happened to our country? What happened to our cities? What happened to our schools? I never thought we'd be living at a time where we'd see so much open perversion and wickedness. With Instagram and social media, Facebook, you can see crime after crime of heartless, senseless crimes being done on innocent people. There's no respect for the elderly. There's no respect for police or authority. There's no respect for moms or for dads. The world is crazy, 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 like I've never known it to be this way. Politicians are, so many of them are clearly corrupt, Our country is spinning out of control. Then there's Israel. What we see 
about what's happening there. Israel, we're told by the Apostle Paul uh, in Romans, that they are God's people, a people that he foreknew. We're told in Scripture that God would gather all the Israelites from around the world and bring them back into the land. God said he would do it. Not because they were special, but because he is special and full of love and grace and mercy. He brought them back into the land in 1948. May 14th, they became a nation again. And it's promised to them that they would never be divided again. They're at war right now with the terrorist organization. The world had sympathy for Israel for about five minutes after October 7th, and then immediately flipped the switch, flipped the narrative. Why? Because they're God's chosen people who brought to us the precepts, the word of God through Moses, or through Abraham, through Isaac, through Jacob, to, to Moses, and through the prophets and the fathers, all the way down the line, and all of them preached, even the kings preached that one day through the lineage of King David would come the Messiah who would be the Savior of the world. And when Jesus came on the scene, he told the disciples, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Go to the Israelites first and preach the gospel. Why? Because they're the ones that brought us the commandments. They're the ones that dealt with all of the persecution because they were the, they were to be the light of the world. But we know that they rejected Jesus Christ. He came to his own and his own knew him not. And they've been suffering because of that reason ever since. The disciples told the Lord, look at these beautiful buildings and the temple there in Jerusalem. And he said that not one stone will be left upon another. And sure enough, in 70 AD, in 70 AD, the Roman emperor or, or the Roman general Titus, who would become Caesar later, destroyed it and scattered the Jews because what Jesus said came true. The world has a hatred towards Israel and to Jewish people because God's not done with them. And the Bible tells us that the whole world lies under the sway of the enemy, under the influence of Satan. That means if someone is not born again, the world who does not know Jesus, the Bible says the whole world is under the sway and the influence of the devil. We're coming towards Christmas, and we know what happened to the babies in Bethlehem. Herod killed every male child two years and under trying to kill Jesus. And we're told in our Bibles that in the future, Israel's going to have their eyes open and they're going to be blessed spiritually. But they're going to go through really hell and back because of the Antichrist and anti-Semitism and just like a whole different Holocaust against them. But the Lord will be with them. And they're going to realize that Jesus indeed was the Messiah. All of these heavy things are, are coming into play right here in our day. And so Paul tells the Corinthian church 2,000 years ago, watch, be on guard. It means be awake, don't be asleep. 
There's no better time for the church to be awake than it is now. Our salvation is closer than when we first believed. Oh, I remember the more simpler days when I was at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, and I'd hear Papa Chuck with his soothing soothing voice teach us the Bible on Sunday nights. And Romaine was a few rows behind me, and I was just blessed to be, be there with Pastor Chuck for three and a half years. So soothing. And the only the dramas there were, were big, but not like today. It's crazier. We need to be watchful. It means to be on guard. It means to be awake. It means to be vigilant. Jesus is coming back for his bride. You are his bride. I am his bride. The church, he refers to us as his bride. He loves his bride. If you read Song of Solomon and, and you, 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 all that love language in there, and you can just picture God speaking to his church, how fair and lovely his church is. He loves us. He cares for us. He's not going to leave us here to receive the wrath of God that's coming on this Christ-rejecting world. He's going to come for us. And there's no preliminary event that can point to you and I that says, aha, it's going to be on this day at this time that he's coming back for his church. For those of you who don't know about the rapture, it means to be taken, to be snatched out of here by force. And we as Christians believe that the Bible teaches that there'll be a generation who does not die, but will be snatched up in the clouds to meet Jesus and be with him forever. And that can come at then after that comes the judgment. We see what Israel is going through. I mean, every single day, I got to keep up on these things. And I think we all do to some extent. Don't let it drive you crazy, but we should know what's going on. Don't believe the hype. Listen to this. Look at what's happening in our cities. Look at how many people are pro-terrorism. That's some backwards thinking. If you're not reading your Bible, read it. It'll keep you on the straight and narrow. It'll, it'll, it'll teach you and I how to discern what's right and what's wrong, how not to believe the hype, but to, to understand what God's will is and what's happening. We live at a time where people are just um, condoning wickedness and evil. It's it really everywhere. War is ugly. But when you're a terrorist organization, the only way to deal with that is with force. It's with muscle. There is no other way. You can't, you can't talk to that. You can't, you know, uh, reason with that. You know, it, it's just, you got to bring the hammer and that's what's happening. Hamas has said they're not going to give back any more hostages until there's a complete cease, a permanent ceasefire. But we, we know you cannot have a ceasefire. With a terrorist organization, they will kill you. You have to kill them. And in every war, there's innocent lives that are lost. And nobody's happy with that. But if you don't deal with it, it'll compile. It'll it'll be even worse. There'll be nothing left. Islam is a tremendously wicked and oppressive religion. I believe that when Israel wipes out Hamas, that the hatred towards Israel is going to be like we have never seen in our lifetime. And we've all learned about the Holocaust. 
it's going to be tremendous, tremendous persecution. We need to pray for their protection. We need to pray that their eyes are open to who their true Messiah is, Jesus Christ. Because being Jewish doesn't save you. Being Gentile doesn't save you. Putting faith in Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that's what saves you. And the Bible says that so many are going to come to salvation. So Paul says to watch, be on guard. Turn with me to Mark 13 really quick, please. Verse 32. This is the known as the Olivet Discourse. Jesus told his, taught his disciples before he went to the cross. He talked all about the last days. He talked all about the end times and the destruction of the temple and his return and persecution and all of these things. And so in verse 32... Jesus says, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch, and pray. There's that word again, watch. Be alert, be vigilant, be awake, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work, and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, Jesus said, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, in the midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. The Lord is this man who went to a far country and left his house and gave authority to his servants to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to keep watch. The Lord went to his house. He went to a far country and he left us to take care of his house, the church. And he expects us to be watching and praying and ready for his return because we do not know when he's going to come back for his church. We do not know. It can be at three in the morning. It can be at five in the morning. It can be at noon. It can be in the afternoon, in the evening, late at night. We do not know. What we do know, and all of Mark 13 tells us, is all God is trying to get across to us is that we don't know the day or hour. It's not about knowledge of when exactly we think he's going to come back. It is to be prepared. That's the theme of it, to be watching. There is no other event in our lives that is more important than the coming for Jesus Christ and his church. No other event. We prepare for a lot of things. Amen? As human beings, it's what we do. We prepare for weddings. We prepare for birthdays. We prepare for the holidays. We prepare for lunch. We prepare for a lot of things. But the most important thing that we Christians, during this time especially that we can do, is to prepare for the rapture and the coming for you and for me. Because it can happen at any moment. I come from a broken home, you know my story, and, you know, Jesus is, you know, he said, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword to divide a father from his son, a mother from her daughter, that even within 
a home, there'll be a split. I don't expect to get any inheritance. But my spiritual mom, Sue, who's with the Lord, guess what? She told me. She gave me an envelope one time when she was still alive here. She's still alive. But you know what I mean. When she was alive, she gave me an envelope. She said, anything ever happens to me? I left you a little something here. Oh, I don't, you know. But she gave it to me. And so she went home to be with the Lord. I opened it up. I gave him a call. And she left me a little something, a little change to bless me. It's a good mom does. But before she ever left me a little inheritance, she gave me a Bible long ago and said, Son, if you are faithful to Jesus Christ, he can do mighty things through your life. She gave me a Bible in preparation for eternal life. We need to be prepared and watching for his return because he's coming. He's coming. I'm telling you he's coming. I, I'm so blessed that we're living at this time. Yeah, it's cuckoo, but the light's brighter, the salt is more tastier, tacos are better, everything's better now. <laughs> There's a lot of good going on. God's here, you know, we're here. We're here. We're a restraining force. We gotta be ready. We gotta be the way we prepare is through the study of his word daily. This is you have to study this book. Please study it, please. Doesn't matter whether you can read good or not. Please, kids, you're here. Please read it every day. Let God wash your mind and get you on the right path and open your eyes so you have discernment. Please wash your minds with this word. There's 31 Proverbs, one for each day. I read Proverbs 3 this morning. Tomorrow we'll read Proverbs 4. Read the Proverbs. Read the Gospels. Read. Be ready. Be watchful. Be warning others. We have the ministry of warning people. The good news, the Gospel, is a warning that judgment is coming for all men except for those who put their trust in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for your sins, who died and was buried and rose on the third day. That's the Gospel. It's a Gospel. The message is to warn people. To tell people, wake up, be watchful, don't be deceived, don't live for yourself anymore, live for God, live for God. That's the gospel. And he's telling them to be watchful. It's a good exhortation. Watch. Did I say he was telling them to be gospel? Huh? Did I say that? No? Watchful. I've been up since three this morning. How about you? Watch. Stand fast in the faith, right? Talking about apostasy that was creeping into the, the church. He's saying, stand fast in what you believe in. Because guys were coming into the church who compromised the word. Who compromised the word. Who tried to pull people away to compromise, to water down, to say, did God really say that? I mean, was he really raised from the dead? All the, the questioning that comes from the pit of hell was creeping into the word. And so he's saying to the church, be steadfast in your faith. Don't let nobody tell you you can compromise the word of God. We're told um, that in the last days, there would be, there's going to be a great apostasy or a falling away. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, Paul says to them, let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. 
The falling away, that word falling away is apostasia in the Greek, which means to, to, to turn away from what is true. So in these last days, more and more churches are going to be ranking out, turning woke, trying to be like the culture, trying to be cool, not preaching the truth of the gospel, which is a warning against sin, which is a warning to repent because Jesus Christ is coming. It, it's, it's the times that we're living in like never before. Paul warned Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. We are warned that in the last days, people will not endure the book anymore. And, and it's happening. And it's one of the saddest, most shameful things that you can see when ministers and churches uh, are, 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 are afraid to warn the people about what's coming. They don't talk about eschatology. They don't talk about, about prophecy and, and end times and what's coming uh, around the corner. There's no warning. Jesus said concerning hirelings that they don't care for the sheep. When they see the, the wolves coming, they take off running. But Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down for the sheep. I lay my down. Jesus would rather die than to give us something that isn't true. And that should be the heart of every church and every pastor. And I don't envy those who are looking for churches or trying to find a church. And where's a solid uh, you know, it's almost like a Christian dating site or something. It's like, who's a real Christian? Churches are ranking out. Pastors are, they don't want to, they don't want to ruffle feathers. They don't want to call spades a spade because why? Because they care more about filling seats and money than they do warning people. The calling on Paul's life is the same as the calling in your life. We love Christ because he first loved us. We, we, we will stand and we will receive afflictions for the word of God. We will receive persecution for the word of God. We will receive exclusion because of the word of God. We will receive anything for the word of God because it is the truth. That's who you, that's who you're called to be. That's who I'm called to be. And Paul the apostle, when he starts the next letter, will say, I'm an apostle called by God. You are a Christian called by Jesus Christ. And like Peter said, we will never leave you nor forsake you. And, and he did deny him three times. But after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the resurrection of our Lord, Peter never denied him again. And that's where we're at right now. Lord, help us to stand for your truths. No matter, no matter what happens to us. It, it bothers, it, it's, 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 it's pains me to see. Some pastors aren't brave to preach the truth, to warn people about what's coming. They say they don't want to get political. What is that? You mean to tell me that there's some aspects of our life where God is not allowed? God is not allowed in our... What else should we not discuss that God shouldn't doesn't have... Um, 
uh, reign over. We warn. Knowing the terror of the Lord, Paul says, we try to persuade men. I learned long ago that a good pastor will teach his flock half the time and warn them the other half. Be careful. We're told in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, test all things, hold fast to what is good. In Romans 16, 17 through 18, Paul says, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you heard. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.